0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this. This is the 18th episode of the Psychology of Lockdown series. We've got a really good one for you today. I'm joined once again by George Roach, and we are going through now the rules of dysfunction, as outlined by psychotherapist John Bradshaw uh and this one is a doozy for you today today we're talking about the fourth rule of dysfunction it is the rule of denying the five freedoms and uh, if you want to talk about the psychology of lockdown the five freedoms have been denied uh and this rule is a is going to be a knockout we are pouring some serious uh, fuel on the fire here and once you hear these you're going to understand exactly How authoritarian and totalitarian regimes use this kind of psychological understanding, uh, psychological warfare, really, to manipulate the masses into essentially doing whatever it is that they're told, denying the five freedoms. George, take it away. What have you got to say about this?
1: Well, again, if everybody looks at the Biderman report from 1956, uh, all the behaviors on the left side are highlighted. Uh, in these rules, in the use of these rules, they are embedded. I mean, not the words, but the meaning is definitely ingrained in the Biderman report. Remember that's 1956. And you want to tell people what that entailed? Well, again, the I don't have it in front of me, but you, if you want to go to our Twitter, CRW underscore rights media, you mm. will see it pinned to our Twitter, the Viterman report, CRW underscore rights media. You will see that Viterman report pinned in there and you will read it and you will begin to draw your own parallels from your own experiences and you will see these rules. Uh, embedded in those behavioral expectations, what we call coercion. Okay. So when we're talking about denying the five freedoms, what we're actually talking about is being, you being told that you should not think, feel, desire, imagine, see things or hear things the way that you do. When somebody is imparting that on anyone, First of all, they're invading your mental space. They don't have a right to do that. Before you enter the, the boundaries of another person, you must knock on the door. You don't just barge into somebody's house and say, I'm here. You usually use a doorbell or you usually knock on the door to indicate to the, you know, the manager of the property or the owner of the property that you're there, but you don't just walk in. So when we're talking about denying people their five freedoms in the regards I just spoke of thinking, hearing, seeing, feeling, et cetera,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what we're talking about is somebody simply barging in on you and nobody has the right to do that.
0: But when right. somebody they're, they're barging that, in on you, they're creating your reality, essentially telling you what you're thinking, what you're feeling, even though you're, you're not actually yes. thinking or feeling that way. And then they're just sort of imposing this reality on you and expecting you to go along correct because yeah. you're expected to follow the perfectionistic
1: ideal and what it demands of you that's okay. that that's what you're being told so so naturally a person who has good boundaries will say well wait a minute i'm not comfortable with you telling me what i think or what i see or what i hear or how i should you know i'm not comfortable with that mm-hmm. a person who has bought into this rule or has as we say uh, carried it forward into the adult environment from childhood, which is where it's learned. That's the onset of these rules, is childhood. When you're still relying on them to navigate your interpersonal, social, and relationship settings, what you're basically telling us is that you haven't critically questioned and updated the rule. So if somebody's doing that to you and it seems familiar, that means you've had it done to you before. Right. Well, since it's familiar, it's comfortable but it isn't functional right it's
0: dysfunctional and then this being, is typical gaslighting behavior right when somebody 100%, 100%. is
1: telling, 100% telling you
0: what to think and feel and telling you that what you're thinking and feeling isn't real but only what they're thinking and feeling <laughs> so real. how do you know exactly
1: yeah. how do you know when somebody you know has bought into this rule of their five freedoms have been denied them mm-hmm. as we've listened how do you know well it's notable in their speech they say things like i can't believe it right or, uh, you know my you know jane you remember jane uh, lucy or steve or whoever you're talking to you remember jane yes yeah, she died oh no the immediate answer is denial oh no not jane mm-hmm Right away, you have a person who's practicing denying themselves the five freedoms because you will do to yourself what was done to you. There will come a point in time where the people have conditioned you to think about the way the perfectionistic ideal demands. Again, uh, denying yourself the five freedoms of feel, desire, imagine, see things or hear things the way that you do. When that's going on, you know right away that you've been trained to operate that way and to allow it. You will allow that person to barge in. rather than saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I feel this way. So we have to show people our limits. But when you're getting gaslit like this constantly, you're found to be flawed and defective in your thinking or your assertions, your findings or your beliefs, and you're being told, no, no, get rid of those and replace them with mine. You're being expected to be made an extension of this is very narcissistic, by the way, because by their very uh hallmark trait, a narcissist cannot experience you as a separate human being from themselves. They look out the window and see you as an extension right. of them, because all they can see is them. So for you to for for these control freaks to to see anybody with independent thought or feelings or ideas or opinions is devastating to them because it puts into question what they believe, and they're not about to admit that. Right. So gaslighting is what creates doubt for people. They want to create some form of doubt where you get to say, I can't believe it. Uh, I I don't, you know, I can't see this happening. Why would our government do this? There's denying the five freedoms right there. Why would I go? It's clear that they are. There's no ambivalence about it. It's clear that they are doing this to us and everyone's going, hmm, I'm not sure. I can't see why the government would do that. (laughs) Right. <laughs> After all, the devastating effects are in front of us. Whether that's the loss of a job, a loss of a marriage, a loss of a house, the loss of your well-being—whatever the loss is—and all, all that's got to get grieved. But man, when you are denied your five freedoms, you are now being molded in the image of somebody else's right. view fantasies and feelings
0: well and one of the things that i've been thinking about a lot lately is how all of this is happening to us but clearly the government is not like we're not having a conversation you know we're not saying well this is what i've experienced you know i I, in my personal life i know two people who have gotten sick over the course of this whole pandemic and i'm not sure that qualifies as a state of emergency in my life um i I, you know i'm not allowed to express my opinion Everything is just getting imposed on us, and then we're told what to think uh, by the mainstream media. I think the mainstream media is the, is the gaslighting force here. Um, the perfectionistic ideal is the consensus of experts or this scientism that they're just handing us as if they know the truth, even though it's not my experience, has nothing to do with what they're discussing. Um, and the narcissists are the billionaires and the, and the government bureaucrats at the top of the, of the pyramid, uh, who are imposing this stuff on us i mean it's just so clear <laughs> to be able to take and, and, exactly and and people what you're are idealizing exactly and apply so it since- to what's happening to us yeah yes
1: because the person is idealizing these oligarchs, they think they're superior to them. They feel like there's right. this one up men As if you read the perfectionistic rule, if you remember, the perfectionistic ideal is such that there's a one up men you know, quality to the relationship where we're better than you, we're saved, and you're not, you see? So right. these people that have these five freedoms, denying the five freedoms training, automatically feel uh, at a disadvantage because They've been told over and over again that what they see, hear, feel, and believe is incorrect. So they don't trust what they're seeing, hearing, feeling, and believing. So what they're now, their next fear is the organizing principle of denying the five freedoms is I fear making a mistake. See, I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. And I could be making a mistake by going on with what you're telling me. And even though what you're telling me is true. I just don't quite trust myself for believing it. Yes. It makes sense. They can admit, yes, it seems more logical than what they've been believing up until the point they met you. Yes. They can admit all that, but to get them to actually make the shift, that's a plug folks. Right. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) To actually get them to make the shift is near to next to impossible because Their belief system in this regard is so ingrained, it's hard for them to think another logical way. They just can't get to the point where among all the other choices uh, for them to consider, the only one that they've chosen to cling to is the one that they've been carrying around since childhood. That's got to get corrected.
0: Yeah. This is where the cognitive dissonance sets in because of the history of emotional yes. abuse and the trauma that, that they've been enduring through public education, really, <laughs> to a great boundary extent.
1: Violations, boundary violations are traumatic.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: By their very nature, these are not meant to defend, protect, or keep you comfortable. When somebody's barging into your personal space, your personal boundaries, whether that's your mental boundary, your, your emotional Boundary, feelings are in the body, you know, whether it's your spiritual boundary. Remember, narcissists are spiritually bankrupt. So they need to feel uh, a sense of entitlement. They need to mm-hmm. feel that sense of superiority without any commensurate achievement. So the moment you start speaking against their narrative, you see, you've broken a rule you didn't know that you were subject to. You, you had no idea. Right. It's getting into these situations that brings about these rules. You have to know what to look for, mind you. It's not as simple as just talking to somebody. You've got to know what to look for. You've got to identify the phrases so you know what the person's actually teaching you about their personalities or their expectations of you.
0: Well, what's so amazing is that this passive aggressive cycle of abuse this behavior is so ingrained culturally that the vast majority of people are just going along with the gaslighting and with the narcissistic abuse without and not only do they not double double check it double think themselves yep but they actually uh they shame the others that say that have boundaries that say hey i'm not gonna let you enter my space I, I get to make choices. I am an adult, I have adulted, I have boundaries, and I get to make my own choices about how I deal with, you know, the presence of a potential disease or contagion in my life or whatever else it is that we as adults make these these choices for ourselves. but it's just amazing that so many adults are, are caught in this cycle of dysfunction, uh, and they'll literally um, they they literally enforce these rules these dysfunctional rules for the narcissistic class (laughs) they impose it on the rest of us
1: that's another way that's another strong indicator from a from a diagnostic or etiological distinction Uh perspective that's another way when somebody is doing to you what was done to them that's a sure sign not only are they teaching you how they were raised or socialized they're also teaching you that they haven't critically questioned and updated those rule books. So the only thing they can do is put you in the same helpless position. They once assumed it's almost like a role reversal. They identify with the persecutor of, of these by of these rules uh, who, who are perpetuating the belief system about them and that they're, acting towards you as if they're behaving correctly
0: right. uh, on this, the matter. This, See, this is the Stockholm syndrome that we've discussed before this, this Absolutely. identifying with the oppressor and then actually just perpetuating the cycle of violence without going yeah. through the healing as process. If they are, as if they are the correct ones. Right.
1: And they aren't. And the person wouldn't dare question that if they're still loyal to their original
0: oppressor. And, and, uh, and we can always imagine who those are. All of this, you would you would describe George as a form of avoidance, really, like these people are avoiding standing up to the oppressor. They just want to they don't want to deal with the conflict. You know, it's easier to kind of go along to get along. And they've been conditioned to do this anyway, and they feel uncomfortable. It feels weird to stand up to, you know, the oppressor. And so they just avoid it and they do what they're told and they try to get everybody else to follow along because they don't, you know, don't rock the boat. People don't rock the boat. Just do what you're told. We're we're actually in a situation
1: right now where you got to take the avoidance one step further. Uh-huh. It's actually avoiding their avoidance, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like I, I am wow. not avoiding while I'm avoiding. So so I, I mean I like to hyphenate that word, and I've done this when I've I've, I've taught this stuff in seminars and whatnot. And I like to it's avoid hyphen dance.
0: Uh-huh. The avoid
1: dance because it is a dance. They dance right. around these issues, fearful of making a mistake about their views or what they believe is actually going on. And, and you know, it's incredible. You can show them all kinds of, like we said, we've said many times, Doug, peer-reviewed science, peer-reviewed papers, anything yeah. that easily debunks what they're saying. They have nothing to refute you, but they're still going to remain loyal to the belief Now, again, look at the definition of delusion, firmly fixed, held, false beliefs that are not amendable to reasoned argument, Mm -hmm. especially if those arguments are accompanied by such peer-reviewed science or any other data that objectively refutes what this person is telling you. Yet they still cling to the outworn belief systems, these old belief systems, because that's a different way of saying I found comfort in my discomfort. These rules are not comfortable. We've got to break them. But when a person is continuing to use them, despite strong evidence of the contrary, oh, we got comfort in our discomfort going on. That means they don't want to venture out. They're too scared to take the risk to alter what they believe, to align it with reality, a reality that just scares the crap out of them. Right. So naturally, it's more comforting, at least to them, because that's the only comfort they've known is clinging to these rules, the fact that there is another way of believing, seeing, thinking, and feeling, is the furthest thing from their minds because there's just too much work for them to do, to adapt or adopt right. that other way of thinking.
0: They'd have to come to the realization that this uh, person that they've come to view, the, the narcissistic oppressor, has actually been come come to view as uh, a savior type uh who's bring, who's <laughs> bringing the solution to the problem who gives them the the idealized the, the perfection the perfect life uh that if they just follow uh the, the narcissist then everything's going to work out perfectly um and they can't imagine blind obedience that they're actually just being taken advantage of that they're being tooled around uh and they're being abused yeah then to nobody- come to that realization would just crush their entire worldview. It- Yeah, because
1: nobody wants to be made a fool of and nobody wants to feel like a fool, especially you got these people that whether they're in the public eye, they could be performers, musicians, whatever. They're trying to conceal the weakness or the feelings of inadequacy. We just don't know. We're just not sure. Yeah, what you said made sense. But were I to believe it, how's that going to affect me? You see, they begin to move into self-protection mode. I've said a million times, you can only be in the intent to learn or the intent to protect. And if you're in the intent to protect, the last thing you're doing is learning. Because you're building those walls of self-protection. Right. And I agree, walls do protect us. And in childhood, they're oftentimes life-saving. But they don't work well when you're trying to grow and learn in the adult environment, in the adult relationships. They don't work too well when you're trying to have a, a debate with somebody or an intimate relationship. These walls that were once life saving now become barriers to personal and relational growth. Right. Absolutely. This is growth disorder, growth disorder. Uh, I can't remember who used that term, but growth disorder is what comes to mind when you allow these
0: rules to yeah. prevail. I mean, you're no longer capable of learning from your mistakes. Instead, you're just pretending like everything's perfect <laughs> Well, and it's not going to work other, out.
1: And both are mental creations. Perfectionism is a mental creation since to be perfectly human means to be imperfect perfectionism is inhumane yet the organizing principle of a perfectionist is don't allow mistakes that will show the weaknesses in us and our family or our group or what have you don't admit to mistakes but if somebody else makes one shame them absolutely you see the role reversal in this now the game that's all learned behavior it's not objective it's subjective you're being subjugated to this person's way of thinking or feeling so if you're being gaslit Folks, if somebody is telling you, no, it's not that way and blah, 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 and you know better, stand up. Don't allow this person to walk all over your thinking and feelings or views when you have evidence contrary to what this other person is expecting you to do. And if they don't have the evidence to refute you, it's probably not a good idea to go along with them. Blind obedience is just that, following without any evidence believing it without any evidence we need we need to ask the right questions and this is precisely what people who have been denied the five freedoms will not do they're afraid of asking questions for fears of looking stupid or not knowledgeable enough hey listen it's better to risk that than it is to carry around these rules so you're going to pick the best of what you may perceive to be the two evils and for me that means better to question than sit there and feel like the dummy that no one's proven you to be
0: Right. Will you will you explain the five freedoms again just one more time so that since we haven't really mentioned the, the list of them since the beginning of the conversation, just to kind okay. of Okay,
1: you are free to think. You are free to feel. You are free to imagine, perceive, desire the way you think, see, hear, imagine, desire. That is your personal reality. Nobody has the right to come up and decide that for you. OK, yeah. hence we talked about barging in and not walking, not knocking on the door. When you want to know what somebody thinks, you just don't say you think this and go with it. It's, it's like, hi, would you mind, Doug, to tell me what you're thinking? I'm not going to guess it for you, decide it for you or use mind reading, right? which is oftentimes what's going on based on one or two misgivings or one or two conversations <laughs> from the past. A person will try to mind read you. We You cannot allow the mental boundary violations because they cause self rupture. When you're trying to be you and somebody decides that you're not what you think, feel, desire, mm-hmm. imagine, etc. They're telling you that the way you are is not okay. It's not approved of. You have to change that thinking to be this so you can fit in. And right. many people go along with that. Many people go along with that
0: in in a healthy relationship everybody's per point of view is at least validated right i mean and and people learn how to listen to each other's perspectives i mean that's something Excellent that we're not point. we're not seeing right in this lockdown we're seeing censorship rather than validation of another's perspective whether it's right or wrong whether the relationship is going to continue like at least your feelings deserve to be validated and listened to and heard and then we can make a decision on on how the relationship is going to move forward but if someone is not validating your perspective then you are participating in a dysfunctional relationship right i mean this is not this is not healthy yeah
1: well you're part of the problem you're part of the solution we said this about Eldridge cleaver before listen a sure sign once again you know when somebody is is doing that, they're basically not giving you permission to be who you are. So when people adopt these rules, they're showing us, a sure sign that they're showing us is they were not validated. They were found to be invalid. Their anger, their fear, their thoughts, their ideas, their desires and imaginations were found to be invalid. They were mm-hmm. not validated. Mm-hmm. So naturally, if you're invalidated, and and listen, chronicity plays a role here too. How long did it go on for? Right. Remember, ingrainment is not something that occurs overnight. It's a conditioning. You're exposed to it constantly. It's like being exposed to the sun. You're gonna turn your skin's gonna change color, you're gonna get sunburned. You know your exposure is what dictates how ingrained these rules are in your memory.
0: Well, that's what's so fascinating. The deeper we get into this whole series, the more I realize that it's the people who are you know, the, the Karen mask wearers or or however you want to describe them, the people that are really into the lockdowns, the people that, you know, I got my vaccinations, but I'm still going to wear a mask. I'm going to do everything that they say. I'm going to wear two masks or three masks if Dr. Fauci says it. Those people are actually the ones who've been the most traumatized by the system. Like, you know, it's so easy for for those of us who are just trying to make our own decisions, believe in healthcare freedom, believe that we should be able to choose for ourselves, you know, how we're gonna deal with with our uh healthcare issues in terms of yep. you know the the disease vectors that are in our environment. Uh, yep. It's easy for us to get angry at these people, but actually, you know, to actually understand that like, wow, you know, the ones who are the most into following the lockdown rules are the ones that have been the most emotionally traumatized. Uh, having been raised in this, what I would call this patriarchal system, this this system well, where of th- narcissism being imposed upon. And they've just well, there's given, an up. Example. They've given up their there's, own perspective. They've just given up their own uh, attachment to themselves themselves, and they've surrendered to the authority, the, the narcissistic controlling, yes. even figure. though
1: they know it, even though they know it. See, I spoke that a few right. minutes ago about the agreement, even though there's evidence of the contrary, that's clear and more logical than what, that what they've been believing, they will still refuse to take the appropriate congruent action.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it will still do that. That is the power of, of, of influence and uh, uh, the power of ingrainment that people have experienced. I, I spoke of chronicity and the exposure to thereof, which means, of course, when you're hammered with this stuff for years, somebody walking up in a two minute exchange or conversation is not going to heal the split from which you suffer right they can sure they can get the information it's academic information it's peer reviewed information but those words no matter how skilled will be successful in you amending or these people who are still blindly obedient in they're amending what they believe because there's that much more conditioning to have to contend with. Mm-hmm. This is why when people say, Oh, we can't wake them up, words, no matter how skilled, will do that. You're not going to save everybody. These people have to be willing to confront what they believe themselves.
0: Yeah. This is a personal journey, it's a long term healing process, and people have to want to be healed, even. I mean, if they don't want to be healed, they're not going to listen to your perspective whatsoever.
1: This is enslavement. These are the rules of slaves,
0: mental slavery. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So, so you want to know how the government got you to do this because they know that you've been conditioned. These people that planned this agenda, when you look at the lockdowns, all of these rules, no talk, no listen, no feel control, madness, perfectionism, denying the five freedoms, they're all prevalent in the, uh, in the uh, plan to accomplish getting your and gaining your cooperation. So, if you're going to continue to buy into these rules without critically and questioning and updating them, you are in fact part of the problem. You are because you have a stake in this. Everybody's got a stake in this. This is not happening to us. We are letting it happen.
0: Absolutely. You
1: have to confront it. Yeah. Confronting is an act of telling the truth. That means you must trust what you hear, see, feel, believe, desire, and imagine. And if you're seeing it, take the risk. Fake it till you make it, you know, don't allow anyone, your government, your family, your boyfriend, your neighbor, whoever it is, your grandmother, the Mm in-laws, you get a lot of that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't allow anybody to tell you that you're out of line when you're seeing things clearly. And I have all kinds of families where it's one person, maybe two out of the whole bunch that see it clearly, that are not accepting the gaslighting, that are not allowing somebody to tell them. Right. There are five freedoms that should or should not be, and there's no perfectionistic ideal there at all.
0: Well, isn't that the idea behind this concept of family systems, right? I mean, like a family has a system, most of the time it's a dysfunctional system and it's based on yep. the one or you know the controlling person, the passive aggressive or narcissistic personality. And then this whole story evolves It kind of justifies this controlling person even though it's not true and it's not healthy and the other members of the family end up not being validated, being gaslit, getting put down. It's just so exactly like the story that we tell ourselves about government. And one of the things that's been, uh, I've been thinking about quite a bit lately is this idea of the term government itself in Latin literally means mental slavery. It means mind control. And so we have to understand that there have been thousands of years now of living under this government where, you know, throughout most of that time, it certainly wasn't, I mean, at least in the notion of democracy, the government says we should validate individuals opinions and then have a vote on things which that should be a red flag for people that that the pandemic has been used as an excuse to call a state of emergency And eliminate the democratic process for all of this. So we are not the we, the people are no longer getting validated. And we have reverted back to this pre democratic concept of government, which is total mental slavery, total mind control. And we're witnessing how many people have been trapped in this cycle of violence in this family system. Uh, that says that the government is always right, that the authority figures are right, that the controlling figures are right and allowing their reality to be invented and created despite what they're seeing themselves. They're not validating their own perspective and they're just following what the authority figure has to say, which is exactly what the billionaire class wants us to do. That's exactly why they've sucked up $4 trillion while the rest of us have lost 4 trillion dollars in the last year, you know, yep. and we're sitting yep. by and letting them do this. Yeah.
1: Well, gullibility Amazing. flows right out of this stuff. People are gullible. They don't want to make mistakes, they don't want to appear stupid, so they just go along with it, yeah. and gullible. We'll just believe what people tell us. So there's no question that functionality is the same minority as the awake are. Right. Same minority. The functional people that are awake are the same numbers of the functional Uh, awake functionality have the same mathematics asleep and dysfunctional have the same mathematics, Hmm, right? They belong to each other uh, uh, appropriately. So I'll, I'll leave you with this. If you allow somebody to deny you your five freedoms as a human being, you're a right candidate to be denied all the other freedoms as a human being. That you're giving up. You're a right candidate for that. So if you're not going to allow yourself to think, hear, see, feel, believe, imagine, or desire the way you should, the way God and nature intended you to, if you're not going to allow yourself and give yourself new permission to do that, then you are a right candidate for being denied all the other freedoms that all these people in previous wars have fought and died To establish for you. Why would somebody allow that? You got to get taught, conditioned, whatever you want to call it, influenced. You've got to get taught to do that. You didn't come into this world that way. You get taught. You can either pass it back
0: or you pass it on. Yep, super important, George. Well, thank you so much for coming on this particular episode. I think really, really uh, brings it all together. It brings so much together. If you're not allowed these five freedoms, then you're not allowed to express your authentic self. If you're not feeling validated based on the five freedoms, you're not allowed to be an adult. You're not adulting. Uh, If you're being influenced by and I and I I kind of want love tying it all back together again into this idea of perfectionism because the scientism or consensus of experts, even though there's no such thing and but the, they you know these perfectionists pretend like science says and that connects it all into your intelligence. I mean I meet people who really believe they hear on the mainstream media that science says you've got to wear a mask even though you know we can show the peer-reviewed science all the all the randomized controlled studies that say masks are ineffective. Um, Every single randomized controlled study that's ever been done about masks say this, but doesn't matter uh, because the mainstream media says a consensus of experts and the science says this, and uh, people believe they it. Have and no then they have no proof feel, of
1: efficacy. They have no right,
0: proof of efficacy. But they feel like they're stupid if they don't go along with it. They feel like smart people follow this scientism perfectionist ideal. Uh, And then and so they go along with it because they're afraid they're going to look stupid if they don't. And uh, it's just it just all ties it all in together. And that's what justifies uh, not validating people who disagree with them, shaming people who disagree with them, avoiding having uh, critical thinking arguments, discussions. Uh, That bring up alternative points of view and just going along with what the narcissistic controller uh, in in terms of the of the family story, right? What's familiar, as you like to say, uh, familiar, yeah, familiar, yeah, family, (laughs) right? Just say family, Doug, family, -er. family, and then throw the I A R (laughs) in later. Got it. You know, you can start off with family yeah, and go to familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we're all used to. And we've all been raised with this government and we've been raised to do what we're told. And, you know, it seems like there was a, a period in time there where there was this democratic revolution where the people... Demanded that their voice were heard and that their feelings were validated. And but lo and behold, state of emergency, we don't get that anymore. All right. Well, it seems like all the things that we, (laughs) you know,
1: are expecting should be just rightfully ours. We're not having to fight to keep.
0: Yeah. That should be just simply
1: ours. And what happened to we now have to demand it? This is this is utterly insane that, that people will allow this. So if you you know, folks, trust your being you're the only expert on you. You're coming in here alone, you're going out alone. Individuality is primary. Uh, if you're giving up your true self and authentic self to fit in with the crowd, right or wrong, uh, let's take a look at addiction. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. You, yeah. There are people that will love and care about you as you are. You don't, you will wind up empty handed. If all the love and attention and, and friendliness that you captured was aimed at, you know, when, when you're not being who you are, you're empty handed once you become who you are because. That was all that love and attention was aimed at the false person, right? You got to get it aimed at the
0: true person that's when you have sustainable relationships you know georgia if you don't set up healthy boundaries these controlling personalities will always figure out a way inside and they will always figure out a way to take advantage so yes for everyone out there you are (laughs) you are a valuable human being an authentic human being your point of view counts you should be heard and if you're in relationships including relationships with your government where you are not being heard and your feelings aren't being validated, that is unhealthy and you need to set a healthy boundary and tell them where they can shove it. Right on. And let's move on. Let's
1: let's give them a real world example. (laughs) Folks right now with Doug, the show's over. We're done. There's nothing more to talk about on this right now. We don't want to integrate you. So say thank you to Doug. (laughs) I'm leaving. Okay. You can get me at info at Canadian rights watch dot com okay uh, Twitter crw underscore rights media crw Canadian Rights Watch underscore rights media and Follow us on Facebook. Go to Blacklisted, Whitelisted Businesses Canada. There's lots of great information on there. Doug and I are both in that group as well, right? So with this healthy limit being set right now, we just demonstrated what a boundary is for you because Doug
0: and I are finished right (laughs) now. (laughs) Well, I still have to let people know that they can find all of my stuff at uh, www.theshiftnow.com. And I'm at Doug McKenty on Facebook is where most of the action is, at D McKenty on Twitter. Uh, and actually check out my Rockfinn channel because that's uh, where things are happening. Or you can find uh, at McKenty the Shift or The Shift with Doug McKenzie on Odyssey, where I'm starting to put a lot more uh, of my programs because that way they don't get nipped like they do on YouTube. So uh, you can check or out my Odyssey you. or my Rockfin channel. Uh, and uh, www.theshiftnow.com. And that's uh, go where go both of us
1: are too, by the way. Our, our interviews, Yep. Doug and I are not doing the psychology of lockdowns. Our interviews are over there as well. So our content together is also on Odyssey and on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yep. Although the more controversial stuff that we do is just going to the Odyssey channel. And yeah. All right. YouTube, right. That's, so. that's correct. Yeah. I stand corrected. Good boundary, Doug. <laughs> yep. You got to do it. Got to do it. You're not shaming me, George. No You're way, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want you feeling, I don't want you to feel a flawed in the fact that we wouldn't right. be
1: able to do this. We would be all screwed up. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks again once again for coming on and doing this i think people are getting a lot out of it uh, if you like what you're hearing please uh, share this information i think this uh, psychology angle is uh, the way that the whole movement is actually kind of moving into the future we we've realized that uh, you know these arguments the cognitive dissonance that we're dealing with is real and the and the pushback the censorship everything else that's been happening under this uh, situation of lockdown. So so share this information with your friends. Let's start talking about the psychology of lockdown and uh, and start hitting this healing angle, uh, realizing that, you know, the people that are really promoting this and not thinking uh, critically about it, they're damaged. They're hurt. They've been emotionally abused. So let's, uh, let's start spreading the love. Uh, absolutely. Instead of, instead of the fighting. Take
1: time. Understand them. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very good.
0: Cool, George. Thanks again. We'll do it again next week.
1: Thanks, Paul. Have yourself a great day.
0: Yep. Take care, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.